Hello, Tom. Hello, Heron. You hear me okay? Uh, you're coming through absolutely fine. Okay. <laughs> so, I got I don't even know if I really have topics. I just wanted to have a chance to talk to you this evening. Yeah. Because I got some listener feedback, and things have just been absolutely insane for me. So, for full disclosure, I wanted to record with Heron about seven, and work was just really hectic. In fact, I was just paralytically exhausted, so I slept for about an hour, and then I did an hour's worth of work, and then I thought, I can still chat with Heron if, if he's still online. <laughs> so I've got to commend you for your saint-like patience associated with actually having the opportunity to chat this evening. <laughs> it doesn't require patience. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen. Yes. <laughs> There's so. nothing to do. I guess so. So anyway, I'm, I was interested in hearing your thoughts, and also I've received listener feedback in the past 24 hours asking after you so i wanted yeah. to try and make some time this evening to have a chance to chat with you yeah well my thoughts are many varied and uh, <laughs> complex and mm. i'm not sure i can articulate a lot of it uh it surprises me how out of touch i am with you know popular culture or in america yeah. i guess i mean i i really just couldn't imagine. I mean, I know the world's full of language monkeys, yes. but <laughs> you know, I, 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 this, this really catches me off guard. And I'm thinking my time schedule for the collapse of uh, America is uh, maybe needs to be accelerated. Mm. I may be, I, I may start to, yes. well, you know, I, I, I'm actually, I'm almost physically ill. Well, that was my concern. I mean, it was yeah. certainly my concern when we've talked about this, that this is something that is embodied in something very real with you. And I think that was the listener concern as well. Yeah. Well, I think it has to do with realizing how out of touch. I mean, this comes as a real shock to me. Hmm. You know, I, I just couldn't really imagine that there were that many people that desperate. You know, I mean, it's, it's good to get a wake up call. Hmm. <laughs> it's just, I hope it's not too late. For me, but practically, the election of Trump meant the possibility of rioting. And although I was very candid about it, and I released some short funks and these kind of things, I was very honest with my wife, and I got my wife out of town. Because my thought was that the likelihood of a Trump election was pretty good, and the likelihood of rioting was also pretty good. Now, there were yeah. organized marches in Berkeley and Oakland, yeah. It wasn't the violence. My main concern was that it would throw very quickly to Trump and then people would react. So by 9 p.m., say, people <laughs> would be active and on the streets. And thankfully, it wasn't until about 11 p.m. Pacific before it was called. Yeah. Um, but I, the indicators I had were with the media and the fact that the media narrative was so completely different to anything that seemed to be tangibly real. And I think what my dissection of what has occurred is that the old media and telephone surveys, I mean, the surveying methods that the media used here were really flawed. And we got that through Brexit, but we got that even more so with this election. And also the people who voted for Trump don't consume the media that was writing the anti-Trump stories. Well, from part of what I've been reading is that... Uh uh, he was elected to a large extent by pretty elderly people. That's I've heard all. Now I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. But, no, the, uh, the youth vote for him I've heard as well, and then I've heard yeah. that it was middle class 
Yeah, yeah, I I guess we'll get all this sorted out. My perspective is actually the media, the media as it exists currently is not a valid source for this kind of information. They're just, well, the the question is, yeah, why are so many people so desperate? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, to, it, it's just shocking to me. Mm. You know, I mean, the guy can't even put together a sentence that's coherent. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so maybe. I, see, what I'm hoping is that that his public image is something that was concocted and that actually he, he's not as crazy as well, he appears to be. That's the nature of the media. Like the media concocted this image of him, which was a satire. Well, which they ran with. I don't, we don't know. That's exactly. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. You know, uh, it's hard to imagine he's, that he's. When you say we don't know, when we said we don't know, here's, so there are a couple of things. Casey Neistat, who I follow, was paid by the Democrats to do a variety of things. And one of the things he did was he created an exit poll app where people videoed themselves as they left the ballot box talking about why they voted for who they voted for. And a majority of these people voted for Trump. And the idea, I think, is that if you get young people thinking about voting, they'll vote Democrat. That's the thinking of the Democrats. There's a lot of flawed thinking with the Democrats through this as well. But what I found fascinating through this is a large number of the pundits and the people that were speaking were identified through the process, through WikiLeaks in particular, as being paid for by the Democrats. So the whole nature of the information that you receive and the ability for these organizations and individuals to provide coherent information. Well, you know, I don't really give a shit about all that. You know, I mean, fuck the Democrats, fuck the Republicans. What worry, what concerns me? Mm -hmm. I mean, all I can go by is just listening to the two people talk. And as far as I'm, I don't really, I mean, Hillary could be evil, but she's not fucking insane. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And the fact that, that people would vote for Trump when he says nothing of but, any substance. I've never heard him say anything of any substance. It's just a bunch of shit that people respond to. But the fact that so many people respond to that mm. there is, is what theory. terrifies me. It makes is, me think it's time to get the fuck out of here. So you know? the, the creator of Dilbert, the cartoon series, is also, yeah. and I rely on Vlad TV here, who did an interview with the creator of Dilbert. He's a trained hypnotist. And he said that all Trump's speeches are university-level hypnotism. <laughs> which I think is actually very plausible. If you look at the way that he speaks, if you look at the way that he repeats himself, well, I, if you I look at the know. way yeah. that he yeah. describes things almost like a, th- a third grader, this is like advanced-level hypnosis techniques. Well, that's that would be giving him the... You know, I hope that's what it is. Yeah. You know? I, I don't I don't think it is. I think yeah. he's fucking nuts. I think he, he's made it in bit. He's got a certain kind of personality disorder yeah. that works in capitalist business. So what's interesting from the exit polls, particularly of young people as they left, what they were talking about was primarily institutional corruption, a perspective that these are associated with the Trump voters, a mm. perspective that Hillary represented the worst aspects of the institutional corruption that they have seen under Obama. And they had, which is interesting because these are the kind of conspiracy narratives that I find fascinating and I view and read WikiLeaks and this kind of stuff. And my own view was that the Democrat media, the media that had been paid off by the Democrats, had done a really poor job associated with talking about WikiLeaks and emails and these kind of things. Well, you know, who, like I say, mm. I'm, I'm 
really pretty much in shock. Mm. So I, I, you know, the specifics of how it ended up here. Um, again, what concerns me is that there are so many people, so many disenfranchised mm. people mm. who are willing to, you know, try anything, mm. you know, mm. that tells me, well, we'll see if, if there isn't a backlash, you know, I mean, I, I, I could easily see that he, he won't make it even through one term, mm. <laughs> you know, before mm. he's arrested and put in jail. Well, it's curious, the discussion associated with NAFTA. I mean, my perspective is NAFTA is a keyword, and if you, I, I watched the state by state analysis as well, which was really painful on the cable news networks, but was fascinating in terms of thinking about each state and their various problems. And as you see the states turning to Trump, the ones that have historically been Democrat held states were really horribly impacted by NAFTA, and the nature of you know Clinton as a continuation from her husband of these trade deals that completely wiped out middle classes in a variety of states, I thought was fascinating. Because you never hear that. I mean, you know, Romney never talked about that. And certainly Bush would never talk about that. So it's interesting associated with the language triggers that I think this also impacted these states which have historically been Democrat states. Well, I say I, the, the, yeah. the traditional political analysis of this, of this doesn't even interest Clearly. me. But my point about <laughs> it is that this isn't traditional the language that Trump used, particularly associated with trade deals, is not the language that prior Republican candidates had used, because they're all kind of normally pro-trade in that sense. But the fact that he pinpointed in these various states, I mean, say what you will of Trump and say what you will associated with him sounding crazy, but I think he has some very smart people behind him that have well, actually... Well, like I say, yeah, I'm open. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens, yeah. you know? Uh, I, I, I don't... I mean, it's entirely possible he could end up being a great president and bringing a lot of good. I'm, I'm hoping that's the case, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not optimistic that that's the case. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm concerned. I have upped my schedule for when to get the fuck out of here, you yeah. know? <laughs> so we'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe, like I say, I'm, I'm hoping that he, you know, if I was to sit down with him, that I'd find a very different person than what I've seen. You know, from YouTube and stuff. Yes, exactly. You know he's your age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fucking totally irrelevant. Well, it means that he's had the same number of years on this rock that you have. <laughs> and that, well, I mean, I think that's a fascinating thing in and of itself. Well, I'll tell you, I, I know a lot of people 70 years old, and they're all a bunch of fucking language monkeys. Without so. <laughs> question. But I think what's interesting here, and why I wanted to talk to you in particular this evening, aside from yeah. listener concern, is the amount of deconstruction, because, I mean, certainly this whole process for me has been a very active process through the election of deconstructing, reconstructing, analysing, and going through a series of things, preparing, perhaps, for this circumstance, or at least providing myself some sense that this was going to happen. Yeah. And my wife well, was it certainly stunned. caught me off guard. No, my I'll wife was stunned. <laughs> she texted me this morning saying that she was absolutely stunned that I had predicted this. Because she completely disregarded when I said, I think Trump's going to win. She said, you're nuts. And I said, well, I'm not going to share it with anyone else. But I think you should be out of San Jose. And my perspective is he's probably going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good job. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Yes. I never would have. Well, like I say, I, well, I've been a hermit. So you're more in touch with people than I am. Uh, so, mm. you know, I'm, that makes some sense. I, uh, 
you know, I, I don't have much to do with most language monkeys. Mm. And I just, uh, like I say, this is a real wake up call for me, man. I mean, there, there are people who are, <laughs> you know, really living in a different universe than I am. <laughs> well, I expressed some concern through our recordings. It's funny, actually, because it all lined up. I mean, I was talking about Wiener, you know, a month and a half before Wiener became the talking point. I was talking about the kind of Trump counter-narrative in particular associated with the contrast with the Democrats, which you were less interested in hearing. The Wiener stuff well, the was whole more thing salacious. Is, uh, no, none yeah. of that makes one fucking bit of difference to me. I think these were all, I think these were all points of, well, for you perhaps, but my perspective is I think these were all fascinating lead-ups to the conclusion that we see here. Well, it'll be interesting, I get. Well, no, actually, I don't, no, I really, actually, I probably, I won't be interested well, I might read mm -hmm. uh, an analysis of it in a couple of years when people have had some time to. I don't. I don't know whether the people will actually be able to do the analysis. That's the thing. I think that the. Well, no, there will probably be many people doing many analyses. Mm. You know, and and out of that, yeah, there might be some interesting ideas. But if you look at post-Brexit England, the media that was anti-Brexit leading into it has not come to a realization that they need to change fundamental parts of their story. So they have this story which doesn't in any way account for Brexit and almost like makes allowances for the fact that, you know, that there's this counter narrative associated with Brexit not actually. Well that brings you know, that brings up I mean the California secession movement, yes. which has been around for ages. But as mysterious now, now. <laughs> Yeah, now become quite active yes. <laughs> immediately. And I might it I mean, that didn't work out too well for the South when they tried it. <laughs> but the I'm South curious. didn't have a huge economy, which California has. Yeah, that thing is, is we'd, we'd actually would be better off without the United States. Yes. They're a fucking drain on us. Certainly. So, um, I mean, I'm big, I mean, what is there any legal path to secession from the United States? That is very interesting. And I was reading the documentation today associated with that as well. Even the documentation put out by the secessionists has a kind of question mark around the legal ramifications yeah. of this. I'm I'm all in favor of anything that I mean, you see, it's interesting because you're against the notion of of the collapse of, of civilization in some fundamental sense. And no, I'm view, for it. I just want a controlled collapse. Yeah, my view is there's no controlled collapse. You just need to basically strap yourself in. Oh and, yeah, that's yeah. one way to do it. That yeah. but that's why they do that's why they do, you know, controlled uh, explosions to, to take down yeah. buildings rather than just wait till they crumble and kill a bunch of people. Unfortunately, that metaphor, there's no, yeah, there's no, no way there's to no, kind it's of not do control. But, it, but yeah. it is, I mean, you can't push it too far, yeah. but that's what I, what worries me about Trump is it's mm. more like an explosion than a controlled oh, yeah. uh, takedown. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. rather see a controlled takedown yeah. of the system. Yeah, I think his secession, I think his speech, his acceptance speech, whatever the term is, when he became president, two things caught me from it. Firstly was that there were a number of people yelling out completely unhinged shit while he was talking, which I thought was really fascinating to watch. And the second was that they concluded with the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> which I thought, this is so kidding. surreal. No, no, the, it ended with, and I thought the Rolling Stones gave their permission for this to happen. It was perfect. The choir singing at the start. I thought, am I like, am I hallucinating this? No, it really was there. 
<laughs> Which again goes back to this whole stunning. hypnotism that's thing. That's a, a piece of information that I hadn't heard. No, it was beautiful. This and is I think, at Trump's. Yes, this was the uh, after he after he hugged his family and all that stuff. They played and cards when he tapped it up and said goodnight yeah. and waved. Then yeah. the music came up yeah. and was the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. Yes. Holy shit. No, I think this whole thing is actually in particular associated with his acceptance speech and these kind of things. If you follow... Maybe he's just a great, uh, you know, guerrilla artist. Yeah. No, I think this whole thing is, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is just guerrilla theater. Yeah. You know? Uh, but it's time view, for him to yeah. come clean, you know? Well, my view is actually most presidents fake it until they make it. I mean, when you think of the whole concept of becoming president, I mean, think of Barack Obama as he started this thing. He's there's no logical thing that concludes with him in the White House, particularly no, no, going it, against yeah, Hillary Clinton. It, 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 yeah, it's, so, he's about as likely as, exactly. as Trump. <laughs> exactly. So there must be a point in this thing, probably when they're actually, you know, they have to do the swearing in, where they realize this thing is very real. But the yeah, whole process I'm up until that, then is yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, I'm hoping that someone will take Trump aside and say, look, you know, uh, you're just one of the players here. You don't run things. And if you step out of line, we're going to kill you and all your family. Yeah. <laughs> so just get that you're a team player here and that you ain't running the show. Yeah. That's the one saving grace, of course, is that uh, the president doesn't really run the show. Yeah, and if he is really crazy, there yeah. are provisions to get him out of there. You well, know? and yeah, both explicit and, you know. JFK style too. Well, so, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, without even that, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, well, but I mean, who knows, yeah. you know, what I mean, but I hope I just can't imagine him in negotiations with other world leaders. Again, he may be completely different in person. See, that's the thing yeah. is, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, yeah. uh, I have no idea from what I've seen on YouTube, but uh, even that, I mean, uh, you know, people who have worked with him saying yeah. what an asshole he is, um, <laughs> you know, but that's all self-selected stuff, Certainly. so I can't really trust that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, ju I just don't know. I, I'm I'm hoping. Well, like I say, I, I've I've got offers to go to Canada. Yeah, and uh, and I can probably there are a couple places I can probably leave. I don't think I'm going to have to leave in a giant hurry in the middle yeah. of the night. But um, I was I was ready. I was ready through this. I mean, if you want to talk, I mean, I'm currently feeling some of the physical side effects of this. But my perspective of, is that the situation associated with rioting was very real and present to me as I planned into this thing. Oh, hell yes. And the yeah. first thing was to get my wife out of the city, you know? Yeah. And just have a plan associated with me and the cats and have a plan associated with the exit, you know? We have a yeah. tire yard behind that I can get over the fence and escape so, so in that direction. Tell, tell me, what is, you, you say you've looked into the secession thing, mm -hmm. uh, is there a legal path to secession in the United States? Can, if, you know, with a sufficient number of votes, can a California or any state decide that they're on their own? Well, I think the, certainly the secessionist movement in Texas has been the, the longest standing secessionist movement in terms of public support. Mm -hmm. And my perspective is, you know, the whole thing about the California stuff is that, oh, well, we won't need a military because no one's going to want to invade us. Yeah, right. I mean, that... That well, we do have, we have, the Cal, we have the Air National Guard and we've got our, we, we do have a military. It's, you know, well, no, but in the if case we of, need to beef it up. So, well, listen, yeah. yeah, if America decides to invade us, we're fucked. Exactly. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm saying it, it, there's gotta be, 
some uh, that's the quite why there's a question is there a legal path to secession my view is that legal here is a very curious thing i mean as they found even with brexit it's a very curious thing yeah. well then you know? the question is can you do it without the united states invading us like they did the south well that's when they tried the to leave huh i mean that's part of the problem right this is the this is the unwritten thing and all the stuff in the literature is very very naive i don't think the people the california secessionists were in any way prepared for what happened last night and i think the material that they provide today was probably yeah. cobbled together very quickly at around midnight well yeah but the p- movement's been around for years yeah though. but it's I not mean, it's nothing any kind new. of popularity yeah you know yeah yeah well it, it, this may that that this may be good and i mean the whole west coast you yeah. know is would be ripe for that we'd be great man yeah. the west coast of america you know wouldn't yeah. be an awesome place I, I wouldn't mind living in that country yeah and we don't need no fucking army. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll go live in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexico sounds very interesting, actually. I mean, well, well, actually, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of nice things about Mexico. So, yeah. You know, so, I mean, Scandinavia and uh, is looks good, and so does Canada. Heron. Heron. What? The winters are not to be. I know that's what I'm saying. Is I don't know if I can deal with the weather that far yeah. north. You know. Yeah. I don't know Toronto. Or not Toronto, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't I know. Think, there, are, I mean, there are other places. That might British be good Columbia? to live with four seasons. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. <laughs> so the one interesting thing to come out of this, and I need to... I don't know. I mean, my feeling is I've been doing a lot of reading associated with what is now legal, or at least what has become legal in ballot measure, but not yet written into law properly associated with the cannabis stuff. Which mm, yeah. That's, was, did that pass? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Flying colors. So, Flying and, colors. and it passed, what, as uh, not just medical, it's recreational use. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I mean, I called it commercializ- commercialization because it just solidifies acts that were already put Well, in it's place just another kind of thing you can buy, but it's, yeah. but well, it's like, like liquor and stuff. The, it's criminal, the criminal measures have been reduced. The criminal measures are still in place, unfortunately. It wasn't a legalization by my sense of legalization. But the... Well, you can still get busted for what having too much, or yeah, oh. yeah, more than an ounce. I mean, it's well, really who needs like, more than an ounce? Jesus Christ! You well, know, I mean, an ounce ought to be enough for a, a little while. Yes. Well, anyway, it's all very curious because when you start, I mean, the the things that concern me is just the extension of stop and frisk. The extension. I mean, when I see kids pulled over on the side of the road out on the ground, you know, it's for you know probably under an ounce, but still. Well, I mean, the cops can still search you for, mm. for marijuana. Mm. Yeah, the, that's the provision that really wasn't addressed at all through this. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, fuck it. Who yeah. cares? I mean, you know, listen, comp- we got other things to worry about. Fuck, Certainly. Trump uh, is more important than that shit. Who gives well, a shit? I think, I mean, my perspective is certainly looking at this, and the whole Lorenzo nonsense that we had to experience associated with this, which has had other blowback and things like that. I mean, I came out very much against it through reading it but the more i read about it the more i thought like you did it's gonna come anyway and you know we'll clean up the bullshit later yeah yeah. you know yeah Yeah. if it it doesn't work right you know we can always change it you know if enough of us want to and what's interesting actually is if that you look if you look at the existing growers in places like humboldt the ones that were allowed 25 plants and were caught with 90 and the ones that were allowed 50 plants and were caught with 150 
got fines. They didn't get jail time. They just got a. Why were they limited to such a few number of plans? Well, the the new legislation is even more restrictive unless you buy specific licenses. But this is well, yeah, okay, yeah, Yeah. right. So if yeah, well, yeah, Yeah. I don't know how how they're gonna. But it's not it's not the criminality component of this. Will I be able to buy it at Ralph's? No, (laughs) no, it's really it's like a state licensed liquor outlet, basically. So it's going to be. There are places, a lot of places, where they have real liquor-only stores. Yes, yes. So that's going to still be the same thing. It's going to be marijuana stores. It's going to be like a dispensary, but yeah, just like it is now. Yeah. The main concern is that the existing dispensary infrastructure and stuff, as happened in the state of Washington, disappears through this. That basically everything just becomes legal, and it has to go through. And they pay. They pay about 33% tax, maybe 30% tax plus additional taxes <laughs> wow. in Washington. Wow. And, well, yeah, yeah, of course, the state's going to try and get every fucking penny. That's, it's sin, right? It's a sin tax. It's not associated with legalization. It's associated with taxing sin. Yeah, right? yeah it's funding the government. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Trump will fix all that. Mm. <laughs> anyway, Heron. So we haven't been able to record for, and work is not going to get any easier. It's really just a matter of finding time currently. Um, I Unfortunately, I need to send a shout out to Connor Sites Bowen. Connor was in the Bay Area last week, and we had arranged to go out to dinner, which unfortunately I had to cancel on the day of. So I want to send a special shout out to Connor Sites Bowen, because I was looking forward to meeting him. And particularly through his Trump analysis, I'm also looking forward to meeting him. So shout-outs to Connor. It's wonderful that we have these listeners that have been listening for many years now that really feel like, you know, real people to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes it... Well, like I say, there are some people who actually, mm-hmm. you know, understand what's going on here. Maybe. <laughs> or at least are just looking for other voices in the cacophony of uh, noise that's produced. So... These are the only topics, really, that I had to discuss with you, Heron. Is there is there anything pressing? Any questions? Any ideas? Anything you want to throw out there? Um, hmm. Have you watched any good? It watched any good movies recently, or anything like that? Oh, probably, but who can remember them now? So. <laughs> Nothing all that memorable. Okay. Yeah, it's. I'm at a peculiar place in my life right now. Mm. It's like I'm not even sure I exist anymore. Mm. <laughs> you know, my hermitage has become uh, pretty all-inclusive. Yes, and um, and I don't dislike it. Mm. But on the other hand, I feel like you know, there's probably some shit I ought to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I, I'm really this whole this this thing has really thrown me for a loop. Actually, mm. I just I just didn't expect. I mean, it may not make that. You know, I mean, but mostly government just doesn't make any difference to me. I don't expect sure. it to make any actual day to day difference in my yes. life. You know, but I I feel that again, like I say, I think maybe my sense of the pace of change has has gotten off track, and I'm behind. I, I didn't realize how far things had deteriorated yes and uh i mean that there's like i say it, it i guess it's shocking i mean i can understand 
Well, this has to do with our own education system, too. I mean, you know, I mean, without an educated population, what percentage of, of, of Americans actually have read even one book in the last year, I wonder. Well, we Do you have any sense this. of what that is? I think we, we worked out it was something around 1%. Really? That, yeah. I mean, just one book in the yeah. last year? Yeah. 1%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, 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 shit, let's give them 5%. <laughs> no, I think that's too high. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. But, yeah. but that, that is what well, you just can't run a fucking democratic civilization like that. Mm. You know? Fucking language monkeys that watch Fox News and mm. tell the general, you know, if they don't take the time to actually seek out information and read stuff, mm. then how the fuck can you have a, uh, some kind of self governing system? Mm. I don't know. I, well, you can't. I mean, that's exactly what I think, I think we're seeing. The thing that struck me with this election is how little, I mean, again, we're talking legacy paradigms of Democrats and Republicans. But the thing that concerned me leading into the election was that people who have typically been in the centre-left would desperately continue to, you know, follow this thing, even though the person who was representing this ideal here was so far perturbed into another thing, which I think is actually fascinating in terms of the exit polling that if the Democrats had found a different candidate, particularly, I mean, even if Bernie Sanders yeah, yeah, had I've been Hillary's seen, yeah. VP. Bernie probably could have beat him. Yes. <laughs> no, well, even if he was the VP choice here. Yeah. I mean, this is where, really, I think that if the DNC doesn't do a huge yeah, that's evaluation peculiar. for this. Yeah. I wonder then, if he yeah. was offered and didn't want it. No, I don't think he was even, based on the emails that have been released. I mean, we're talking here about people that continue to write emails. And, I mean, there were multiple leaks here. So after the first leak, in, in, when, we, when I enter a corporation, you typically have between half a day and a day where they sit you down and they say to you, always write email as if the worst possible person is reading them. Never write email with any degree of speculation or anything. And I think about it even when I write relatively basic emails. The Democrats... Even once the first leak went out, they didn't stop the way they wrote emails. They kept writing this nonsense, which is extraordinary. It shows well, yeah, shows they're human beings. No, who aren't concerned with security. <laughs> well, but if that to me is extraordinary, right? That they weren't con more concerned with yeah. security. Yes, they didn't understand. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody thinks exactly the same way. I mean, everybody's looking to advantage their point of view. Clearly. It's so, it's but, just they but, got busted. <laughs> well, except in business, in the companies that I work for, and occasionally these protocols are broken, but mostly the people that break these protocols, once it's found out, are removed. And the adherence to this email protocol that when you send an email you do it in a very particular fashion is the bedrock of you know the tech industry that i have experienced the fact that none of these people are work for the dnc or that the dnc itself weren't able to correct through this process is really highly extraordinary
But returning to you the really? fact that you think no so? one reads. <laughs> yes. I don't see what's so extraordinary. Well, you don't work that. for companies where you're talked to about this, I think. I mean, you don't work, you don't well, no, work yeah, for a company where you... Well, no, yeah, everybody's very politically good. Be careful, don't say anything that'll upset the boat in an it's email with that. the company's name on it. It's not about that. It's about it's talking... But No, it's about doing exactly what was in the DNC emails. That you don't make... It's not about political correctness, although that helps. It's about not discussing things which, read by an external person, look poorly. So yeah. all the stuff that they... All, when the DNC was Hillary Clinton's campaign, even though that is, from my perspective, dubious to the point of fault, they continued to write these emails even after the first set of leaks. And in fact, what's, what's interesting here is Clinton's own charity, Clinton's own daughter, continued to write emails without the perspective that these things were going to be exposed. Why should her daughter have be writing anything that needs security, Clarence? Well, I, if you don't understand, because she was saying this thing internally is corrupt and I'm worried that this thing, you know, that these things are, are indicating points. And then Clinton's people, Clinton Sr., were writing stuff associated with Chelsea, saying, you know, she's asking too many questions, she's a busybody, except it's considerably more graphic than this. And my advice to people would be to actually read the emails. But again, no card-carrying Democrat. I ask this every time I encountered a Democrat in the wild. I ask them, have you read any of the WikiLeaks emails? Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't read that. Oh, no, no. So my view is that Reading on both sides was lacking here. And although you want it in terms of, you know, long-standing pros and things like that, my perspective is if you're not actively engaging in the information that you're being presented, then something very striking is going on here. Well, there are many tracks to observe here. Certainly. <laughs> you Certainly. know? Yeah. And we all have different ideas as to which tracks are more important than others. Well, it's interesting. My perspective is um, it's not about the importance of the tracks. It's just about pursuing the tracks. Because I think collectively, the more that you read, the more that you gain. So I don't do any waiting. But there's only so many minutes in a day. You know, you yeah, have to make, at least spread. I have to make choice. Certainly you know this better than yeah. I do. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I find it fascinating in particular that I have very limited time. I have increasingly limited time. And I'm still investing my time in doing this on... Well, you call it investing. (laughs) Well, sorry. I'm still taking time, which I could be used for things like sleeping. Or any number of other things. There's a million things you could do. You could meditate. You could. I mean, there's a million things you could do with that time. Have you seen internet pornography? There are many possibilities with my time. There's all sorts of possibilities. (laughs) One footnote I wanted to give to the listeners, which I'll also give to you. I have been passed through this period of time, and I think I can talk about this, although I can't talk about the details. You have been what? I have been passed through this period of time. Passed? Passed, as in literally a file has been passed to me. The John Draper Crunch, Captain Crunch, biography. With the purpose of me collating and doing some editing on it. This is something that I think is very fascinating, and I can't talk about it explicitly, but I wanted to put it out to the Stone Age listeners that I'm taking a group of texts, which is interesting in some regard. I won't even narrate that. 
I'll just say this is something that is actually keeping me up at night because I think it's a it's a story that I've been a party to, but it's also a very interesting story associated with the history of technology and the way in which stories are told. I'll just leave that there. Okay. <laughs> so, and I also have to give a shout out to Bob Mottram, who may or may not continue to listen to Stone Ape, but he is talking about starting to work on Noble Ape again, and even him talking about that has got me at 2am when I can't sleep working on Noble Ape currently. <laughs> well, you need to forward that information to him, yes. Yes. Well, I think he knows that in some fundamental sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they're my footnotes as my voice is failing. Do you have any final thoughts for the listening audience? No, no, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I almost, I almost wasn't going to talk about anything like this tonight. I just. Well, that's what I figured because I, I texted you at like six a.m. because I was up at six, and it took I think maybe an hour, and I texted you again saying, "Look, I have heard from people saying they want to at least hear from you about this thing." Yeah. And then you kind of respond. So I realized, like, normally you just give the thumbs up instantly. So well, I'm not always up at 6 a.m. <laughs> but, you know, the, the reticence associated with the let's talk about this, I, I felt at least through the media that yeah. was presented to. Yeah, it, um, well, you know, I, I imagine I'll, you know, as, as the days go by, uh, I, I just realize we're in a new world now. Definitely. I mean, I've been saying this for ages, oh, yeah. and uh, it's just uh, – this this is a new game now. Yeah. Well, mm. my hope is that you embrace that, irrespective of the collapse of nation-states and these kind of things. Well, no, I'm just yeah. concerned about my own well-being. It's just yeah. plain selfishness. You yeah. know, if, the, if civilization is an incredibly fragile uh, system, yes. and it can unravel very quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was yeah. my planning associated with last night. Yeah, well, well, that's that's what uh, that's what worries me about this yes. is uh, is that this uh, this just this could be you know that that you know like the Archduke Ferdinand thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Um, this could be this could lead to big things. I just need to be much more aware now, you know, and and ready to uh, to move. I I thought I had you know at, at least a decade. Hmm. This is really like I say. This has upset me to the point where. I, I need to reconsider, you know, my stance here and, and what my plans are going to be, you know, because I, it may be time to get out of here real soon. Amen. Maybe not. Maybe uh, maybe things, you know, maybe he'll, like, maybe he'll be good. Yeah. You know, yeah. who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. Pleasure as always, Aaron. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs>